save shooting, we pick the most difficult set ever. Smoke, mirrors in every direction. Love it. Welcome to Twilight. You're listening to Another Bite of Twilight, a podcast where we look back on our obsession with the Twilight Saga and continue to freak out ten years later. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back. I'm Melissa, or Mel. And I'm Kelly, or Kel. And this is another Bite of Twilight. Mm-hmm. If you're just joining us for the first time, we're a podcast that looks back on Twilight, and we have different topics each week. Yep. And we are just sharing our our love for something that means so much to us. Couldn't have put it better. (laughs) Uh, And we're still recording separately. Yes, I'm still in Vermont. It's my last week, though, so... Oh, it is? Yes. So this will be over soon, our separation. And, guys, I just want to say the last couple episodes, if the audio has been not so great... I'm very sorry about that. <laughs> I think it was fine last week. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was fine. The one before was not good, but I, I did change it. I don't know if anyone heard the updated version. But... Yeah, that that was my fault. I was sitting far away. It's okay. I should have caught that, though, and fixed it. Oh. <sighs> We're low budget, just like the first movie. But the best thing yeah. you've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, we don't make any money off this podcast. <laughs> no, we don't. It's just all for love. It's it's just to share good times with you guys. Yeah. So today's topic. Mel, do you want to tell us what today's topic is? Today we're going to talk about our friend Taylor Lautner. Whoa. Who is and he? Who is he? What's his deal? Yeah. And he's not on the show, but we're hoping someday we can interview him. Yes. Uh, But we're going to talk about who we think he is Mm -hmm. and how he comes across in the press. Yes. And his career. (laughs) We've previously done an episode about Kristen and Rob as a couple. We're planning on doing one about them as individuals, individuals soon, so... Just wait for that. But uh, yes. that's why we're doing <laughs> Taylor Lautner. It kind of seems like we did a Team Jacob episode and are doing a Taylor Lautner episode. It seems like we're obsessed. But you know what? Like, there's just something mysterious about Taylor Lautner. Like, he doesn't get talked about as much, I think. And yeah, we wanted and to I, see. I just, yeah. What's up with that? I can't figure out who he is as a person. And yeah. I think Taylor is very different from Jacob. So this is really not a Jacob episode. It's a, it's a solely a Taylor the actor episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was very much a part of Twilight. Like he mm-hmm. is part of this universe. So we had to cover it. Yes. But first, I wanted to talk about some feedback we got from our last episode. Oh. Well, this wasn't really about us or anything. But it was just we were talking about Eclipse. The End of Eclipse, the book. Mm -hmm. And we were asking people on our Instagram what they thought about Jacob and his behavior in the book, how he sort of manipulates Bella to kiss him and also forcibly kisses him. And just what do people think about that? 
And I thought people had some interesting responses. User SimDaThird2.0 said, The thing is, Stephanie assassinated Jacob's character to make it seem like Edward was the better choice. His personality in Eclipse is so different to how he was in New Moon that they might as well be two different characters. As someone who's team Jacob, this is what annoyed me the most. Yes, Edward can win, but there are other ways of... Other ways of handling Jacob's character and having Bella choosing Edward instead of ruining a character so that you can force the audience. Oops, my screen just turned off. <laughs> That's interesting. I feel like that was a theme of a lot of the comments that we received is people didn't have a way to defend Jacob's actions, but they prefer Jacob in New Moon and think that it's Stephanie's fault that he came across that way. Yeah, it's kind of a gray area. There's really no way of knowing like what because it is stephanie's creation and people have Mm -hmm. said that about other series that i liked like sorry i bring up all the time game of thrones people will say like oh the writers like assassinated that character but what does that mean and like Mm -hmm. that does that make it not really jacob's truth you know (laughs) just because we don't like it i don't know It's like people have their own version of who Jacob is, especially like in New Moon, and then things that counter that that he does later in the series. That's not the real Jacob to them. Yeah. That's not their Jacob. But I thought his comment here was really interesting. And like, I see what you're saying. Like, I'm not, I don't disagree. Like, I have felt that way Mm -hmm. before too, especially with TV shows where I'm like, what? Like, they wouldn't do that. This is weird. Yeah. Angel, we've mentioned her on the show before, said, Stephanie definitely did not think about how Jake's actions could be taken. The fact of the matter is that both Jacob and Edward have done some messed up things and neither of them are the perfect dream guy. I think a lot of us thought when we were 12 and reading the books for the first time, what Jake does isn't any better or worse than Edward. They're both flawed, but they also both have redeeming characteristics they are both fiercely protective maybe overprotective at times sure and i think in his heart jacob does want what's best for bella which is why he tries to push himself on her literally and figuratively that is interesting i don't i agree i don't think that stephanie fully knew that that's how it would come across yeah i know i don't think so either just because no one really takes it seriously at all in the book Mm -hmm. yeah exactly you would think I think that Angel, it might have been Angel who made the same comment that you would think that Edward would have been upset about the second kiss too. Like, even though he made those rules where he said, if she yeah. asks for it, but you think he would have read Jacob's mind and saw it happen and realized that like he manipulated her and that that's just as bad. But it's like almost makes it worse in the story because no one is upset about it. Like, no one takes that as wrong. I know. I don't know. The only thing I can think of is maybe... Edward felt like there was nothing he could do because he decided he wasn't going to intervene. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but he could have at least told Bella, like, hey, he totally just manipulated you, but... Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, and then pretty much everyone else sort of agreed with what we said and basically said very similar things to our reactions in the episode. But yeah, we did have some people defending Jacob, like user Wiccan... Indigo said him wanting to kill himself. I don't think he was trying to be manipulative. He just wanted her to love him so much, so much. So he got more, more pushing because he knew she felt the same. So 
Thank you, Wiccan Indigo. Yeah, some people are like on Jacob's side here. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know we were almost too anti Jacob last episode, but I mean, um, I stand by my. Yeah, me too. Reaction, but you know what? Like, it is, it's a confusing story. <laughs> Yeah, and I love just, like, even if you guys disagree with us, I just love hearing what you have to say. And yeah. I think that, like, it all, like, it's a mixed bag. Like, I feel like everyone is right in a way. And yeah, I actually kind of like getting different responses to what Me we too. say. Me too. And we read all of your responses. And thank you guys so much for writing us. Yeah, thank you. It's crazy that you guys are even listening and engaging it's so cool so thank you well should we get into it sure kelly's gonna talk about the beginning of taylor's life and i'm gonna talk about the latter half of it so mm-hmm. far mm-hmm. yeah kind of switching things up because i think we did the opposite for stephanie meyer and robston i did like the yes. end for them <laughs> yeah now you're doing the end for Taylor. Not the so. end. He's still, they're all still alive. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, started. so Taylor Daniel Lautner, that's his middle name, was born on February 11th, 1992 in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And he has a sister named McKenna. Mm-hmm. You can basically find this on Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But maybe you were never going to look it up, and we're telling you. And his mother's name is Deborah. She was a software computer worker, and his father, Daniel, which is his middle name, is a pilot for Midwest Airlines. Oh, no way, really? Yes. Or at least he was. He, Taylor, and his sister apparently were raised in a well-mannered Roman Catholic household in Hudsonville, Michigan. And although Jacob is... No, Taylor. I was going to say, although Jacob is a Native American, Taylor's (laughs) heritage or his... He's descended from English, German, Dutch, French, and Scottish roots, which is interesting. (laughs) That is interesting. And I'm surprised that Catherine Hardwick didn't cast someone. Yeah, so I was thinking this, like, what is, I don't know, Catherine Hardwick recently being like, oh, I would have loved to have, you know, a more diverse cast. Obviously, like, we like Taylor, not that we don't want him in it, but if that's true, why did she cast Taylor Lautner? Yeah, like, all the other actors in the series are native actors. True. But I don't understand why the main one... (laughs) It's not. <laughs> I know. And he's very white, actually. Like, those are all, like, very, very white countries. Yeah. And he is, like, tan. But I almost feel like that might be from, like, his French side. And yeah, Swedish people can have, like, dark hair. And yeah. But then, this is on IMDb. I'm not sure if this is true. But apparently Taylor stated that he discovered that he has distant Native American ancestry specifically of the Ottawa and Potawatomi tribes on his mother's side. However, all of Taylor's maternal great-grandparents and great-great-grandparents are listed as white on the U.S. census. So, Oh, really? 
maybe it's way further back, but like that seems, I mean, maybe it's true, but. <laughs> yeah, but there's a difference between having like a little bit of ancestry yeah. and then like identifying with a culture yeah, or but- identifying with being Native. He definitely isn't like a Native American. He like maybe yeah. he does have like a smidge way back in his family tree, but don't aren't you like a little bit Native American? Uh no, no, I don't think I am. I have to I've never done the ancestry DNA stuff though, so yeah. Yeah. I think I mean on our side of the family, all of our relatives are not new immigrants, but like on the newer side. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But on my dad's side of the family, they were kind of like I think my dad's mother's side of the family came from the Mayflower. Oh yeah, which goes far back. Ties into Taylor Lautner because apparently he's a descendant of William Brewster, a noted pilgrim, and wife Mary, who came to Massachusetts as Mayflower passengers. So oh wow, yeah, he's pretty white. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> People really like were looking this up apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, th- people looked up the census for his grandparents. Yeah, they're like, what is he? <laughs> <laughs> he can't I'm be Swedish. I, I feel like people didn't get that upset about it though. No, I don't think so. Maybe because he like is passing as native and he's not yeah. like very obviously white i almost feel like people were doubtful that he wasn't or something like what yeah doesn't make sense but that definitely happens so growing up in michigan taylor studied karate at the age of six and began winning tournaments within a year and apparently he trained with a seven-time world karate champion mike chat I don't know him, but if any of you guys are into karate, maybe you do. In 2004, he represented the U.S. in the tw- in the 12 years and under division in the World Karate Association. He went on to win the Junior World Forms and Weapons Championship during the competition, as well as three gold medals. And he was ranked number one in the world for NASCA's Black Belt Open Forms, Musical Weapons, Traditional Weapons, and Traditional Forms. And by age 12, he had won three Junior World Championships. So it really seems oh like, God. I know, he was really good, and it seemed like karate was, like, his thing. And you'll even see when he's yeah. older, like, he would do backflips and stuff in interviews all the time. Kind of seems like he was a prodigy. I know. And it kind of makes me wonder, like, why did he even stop doing that? Like, why did he transition to acting? Um, yeah. I don't know the answer to that, but <laughs> it seems like he was a natural at it, so... Do do you know how he got discovered acting? Yes. So I guess he got his start. He didn't really get discovered. He was actually auditioning for things. Um, Oh. He, at the age of seven, he auditioned for a part in Burger King advertisements in L.A., which I don't really understand. It seemed like they went to L.A. for him to audition to things, and then his family moved there. And I guess he would continue to audition unsuccessfully for other roles for the next three years and at the age of 10 taylor and his family moved to la in order to pursue his acting career and then he had some small roles on tv shows like my wife and kids summerland the nick and jessica variety hour i don't know what that is 
But, um, yeah, so he was doing small things. And then he did voiceover work. He had a recurring role on the cartoon Danny Phantom. And he did? Yeah, I guess so. He played oh. someone called Youngblood. I don't know who that is, but uh, I can't remember that show that well. But, yeah, I used to watch that show sometimes. Yeah. Wait, that's kind of a long time for a kid to be pursuing something like I feel like usually child actors they get like one role like I don't know I don't I'm not as familiar with the business but like that's a long time for him to like be yeah trying he's trying for years yeah it's crazy and I guess he was on two episodes of what's new scooby-doo and he's a bully charlie brown (laughs) so they're like really small (laughs) cute things and um just some other tv shows and he told Rolling Stone, I guess he was bullied as a kid for acting. He said, because I was an actor when I was in school, there was a little bullying going on. Not physical bullying, but people making fun of what I do. I just had to tell myself, I can't let this get to me. This is what I love to do, and I'm going to continue to do it. Which, now it seems like hard to believe. Like, what? I doubt it. But I can see that. Like, I feel like kids that do acting in school are sometimes scene is kind of lame you know what I mean yeah but in LA you'd think it'd be different I don't know yeah or I feel like a lot of kids would be jealous of them true yeah but then he finally got his big break you know what it is shark boy in the adventures of shark boy and lava girl 3d <laughs> classic <laughs> the film was full-length feature um, they filmed it in I've Austin, Texas. It. I've seen it once, and I hardly remember it. But some people seem yeah. to like be very fond of that movie. Yeah, people love it. I know, but I really don't remember it. I I do remember. I think George Lopez was in it for some that reason. That sounds right. Yeah, and... I think he's like a talking head. <laughs> yeah, it was like really creepy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then. Months after rapping Sharkboy and Lava Girl, he auditioned and got the part for Elliot Murtaugh, yo, son of Steve Martin's rival in Tiber by the Dozen 2, which was released in 2005. My family watched Tiber by the Dozen 2 a lot growing up, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm familiar with this role. <laughs> I, I, I love Tiber by the Dozen. Yeah, me too. We watched both of them a lot, but I almost feel like we watched two, maybe more. I don't know why. Really? It's a nice summer movie. Yeah, it's a good summer movie. My sister loves that movie. Shout out Shannon. Shannon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely prefer Cheaper Rather Dozen 1. Yeah. But I won't hate Cheaper Rather Oh, this is totally off topic. I'm sorry. But... We were just talking about Cheaper by the Dozen earlier today in a group message. No way. And so I was watching, yeah, with, you were in it. Me? Oh, I didn't read it. Oh, it's on Instagram. Oh, I don't, I don't, what, did I see it? Um, I don't know. I don't It was mostly with me and Caitlin. I don't think I saw it yet. Yeah, so we were talking about how Cheaper by the Dozen is getting remade. It is? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, which we were very upset about. But so then I was watching clips of Tiber by the Dozen because I love it so much. And the oldest sister in that movie is so annoying. Oh, Nora? 
Nora, yeah. She's wearing like a pantsuit and walking around like she's an adult. And then I looked up, <laughs> how old is this girl supposed to be? She's only supposed to be 22. Doesn't she act like she's 30? Yeah, she did. What the heck? I need to rewatch it. She's, she's so snobby and pretentious. Why do they keep remaking things? Can't they just make a new movie about a big family with some other yeah, dynamic? And, yeah, and they're remaking Home Alone. What? That's not... That's Yeah. You can't do that. No. That's and, horrible. And Night at the Museum. What? Yeah. Which came out not that long ago. That's just disrespectful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Robin Williams. Yeah. Like, like what the hell? Yeah. So. Ugh, I hate remakes. <sighs> Mm-hmm. Hate him. That's fucked up. That is fucked up. That's truly fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do something, guys, all right? This is my platform that I'm spreading the news. We need to boycott these remakes. Okay. I was looking for more thought pieces about how these remakes are getting out of hand, but I couldn't find, like, a good one that really spoke to me. I've seen some. I'll try to find yeah. them again and send them to you. <laughs> Yeah, I just, like, needed something. Yeah, there's something really nice about reading someone's blog or their article online, and you're like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it <laughs> just says everything I'm thinking. Yeah, no, I have seen that, actually. Actually, I think a coworker sent me one about remakes. I'll try to find it. But I think these re- the remakes are only going on Disney+, Plus, so they're streaming service. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I don't think they're being released in the theaters. I hope this Disney streaming thing dies. Okay, yeah, I do like I do love Disney at heart, but they're pissing me off lately, so Oh gosh. Yeah. No originality anymore. They're probably gonna like buy Lionsgate and remake Twilight. Just a heads up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if they That could happen. Twilight, if they own Twilight, they would be remaking it already. Yeah. But they could purchase it in the coming years they're buying everything yeah yeah <laughs> it's insane i didn't even think of that yet oh no <laughs> oh i know that now i'm so fearful <laughs> stuff like that happens all the time you like read the news and it's like oh this thing got bought now this person owns it yeah oh gosh that'd be horrible anyway back to taylor lautner apparently he had a high school girlfriend named sarah hicks oh. Yo, what's up, Sarah Hicks? And I guess they dated for a long time, even at the beginning of Twilight fame. I don't know. This is according oh, to... Wow. This is not really a reputable sh- source. It's J14. <laughs> oh, my God. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was actually a recent article, so... I don't know. Oh, wow. <laughs> a recent article? Yeah, it was from last year. They were talking about what? his whole love life. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know. I didn't even know J-14 still existed. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess he was in a long relationship for years, which I think kind of might explain, not to be really nosy here, but it seems like his relationships after that were quite short. So mm-hmm. now it kind of makes sense to me. I don't know. So I feel like I've heard of her. Hmm. It didn't ring a bell to me. Yeah. She's just a normal person. Yeah, I think she's a normal person. <laughs> like us. <laughs> like us dweebs. Yeah. <laughs> Next I have, it's 2008, and he lands the role for Jacob Black. You know, the main character of the hit Twilight. 
And I guess at the same time, he also played Christian Slater's son in a short-lived TV series called My Own Worst Enemy. I did not know that. Yeah, and it was canceled after only nine episodes. Oh, wow. What if that show took off and then he... Yeah, I don't know. That's That would be really frustrating probably for the... He probably would have... I don't know. Do you think he would have dropped the show or would he have dropped Twilight? Well, they almost dropped him from Twilight. So I, I know. I think that he probably... I don't know. Mm. I guess it worked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really don't have, like, many quotes or anything from him. <laughs> just a warning (laughs) i watched some clips of interviews and i just like didn't see anything interesting he's just like yeah "Yeah, jacob's a great kid like (laughs) it's a great experience i love the fans yeah Yeah. he doesn't say a lot and i guess in those interviews they're just asking him about twilight and he just kind of says what he thinks about it and yeah there weren't many tell-all interviews yeah so, you know, the whole New Moon thing, there were lots of talks, and we discussed this in our casting episode, like, is he going to play Jacob still? He's not muscular enough. He's not tall enough. I guess he's 5'8", and Jacob is described as being, like, 6'4", or something crazy. Yeah. Um, But he, to prepare for the role, gained 30 pounds of muscle, as I think a lot of us know or at least could mm-hmm. tell. But it sounded That's really... That's incredible. It, yeah, it sounded really difficult. And I think I'm going to put in a clip right here. He was on Lopez Tonight with George Lopez. <laughs> and <laughs> Second mention this episode. Yeah, and they actually talked about Sharkboy and Lava Girl and how George Lopez was there. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but they were talking about how much muscle he gained and how he did it and stuff and as we were talking about earlier people brought up taylor's muscles and being shirtless and how good he looked and how much the girls loved him interviewers brought this up all the time and it was really weird constantly and i thought that taylor seemed kind of like embarrassed and it sounded very difficult to gain weight and it I was kind of feeling bad for him. He was saying, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about New Moon. What's it like playing Jacob the werewolf? What's that, what's that like for you? It's a lot different than it was in Twilight. Um, yeah, obviously I, I have a lot more to do, but it's, it's a lot more challenging um, because I'm basically, I'm playing a, a split personality. I have to bring alive the old side of Jacob, but also the new side, which is this, you know, more fierce and intense side. <laughs> <laughs> so, I also know that that you you gained thirty pounds of muscle, like you went. You, you, you went Robert De Niro, man. I mean, you went and got thirty pounds of muscle. You gained thirty pounds of muscle. <laughs> this one's mine. Shut up. <laughs> What, what kind? What kind of diet? What kind of diet? It was. I mean, the <laughs> the, uh, the the eating part was definitely the most challenging. But, the, but you don't eat like just like hamburgers. I mean, it's done the, the right way, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I had to stay away from the ice cream and all that kind of fun stuff. 
But, uh, you know, just a lot of meat, a lot of carbs. Lifting weights and... Yeah, getting into the gym was the, the easy part for me because I was, I was motivated and I knew what the character required. But, but uh, the eating was challenging. It really what, was. What, kind of, what would your diet consist of? What would you eat? Um, meat patties, sweet potatoes, raw almonds, in like every two hours. I couldn't go two hours without eating. And of course, you know, the disgu disgusting protein shakes. No carne asada or tamales. Sometimes. Listen, I know Mexicans gained 30 pounds in two weeks. <laughs> so over the top. And I know actors do that, but he was pretty young. He was still a teenager. And then, yeah. then for everyone, that's all they talked about like they really didn't ask him very interesting questions they were just like mm -hmm. what's it like oh it seemed cold on set i saw you shirtless and you were freezing what was that like and he's like yeah it was really cold and then they're like oh so many screaming girls what's that like you know that's kind of all people asked him about <laughs> it's really fucked up because i think that if it was reversed and a, a woman had a really good body and that's all reporters asked her about like people would instantly know that they were objectifying her yeah and, like ask about her performance ask about something about the series ask about the story and like yeah literally every single reporter had to ask about his body and yeah he does seem he it's gross actually because for a lot of that time he was underage too. i know yeah, seriously, if there was, like, a teenage girl and everyone was like, oh, my God, look at those boobs, like... Yeah. <laughs> everyone's crazy about you. Like, it would be super obvious that it... Yeah. And people are touching him, too. They're just, like, not even asking him, going up, touching his abs, rubbing him. Yeah. It's crazy. I kind of feel like it's kind of the producers of the films too it's their fault yeah because they really marketed off of like oh here's a shot in the trailer of him taking his shirt like it was such a big part of the series and i yeah. understand it's in the book why they are shirtless all the time but the other werewolves they don't have bodies like his like i don't understand why it was such a you know necessary thing like he could have still had a six-pack but like they yeah really they sold it so much that they really just were, I think, in the end, doing him an injustice because people only thought of him as a piece of meat. I know. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, did he really have to get that muscular? I don't think so, but... No. I feel like there would have been actually more depth to Jacob's character in the movies. Yeah. If there was less of a focus on his body. Yeah, I totally agree. And they would have asked more about jacob as a person rather than like what mm -hmm. he does yeah i feel like taylor often refers like oh i became a werewolf like it's all very physical it's not about like the craft of acting you know yeah yeah and it probably i mean working out for all that time probably took away a lot of his focus like yeah in scenes he probably thinks like oh i have to flex at this right moment i have to look <laughs> this way yeah it's like less about getting into the state of mind of jacob around the same time this is really weird to me and i don't know what's real or what's not it was like reported that he had a fling or a short relationship with selena gomez and oh i i heard of i remember that yeah and there are pictures of them on the street there's probably about three different days or at least three different outfits worth of them on the streets 
you know, running around, flirting, like laughing, you know, just being like silly. And I don't know what is true. My friend Sarah actually brought this up. I didn't even know about this. Brought this up to me over lunch and was like, oh, I think that that was a fake relationship (laughs) for publicity. And I was like, what? No way. I didn't know about this, but it does seem kind of weird. Like, why were they out on the street? It seemed like they didn't know each other that well. And then Selena Gomez's friend told people that they weren't dating, that they were just friends. So I don't know what the truth is. <laughs> and how would they have been friends? Like, why would they have met and why were they even hanging out? I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's just like everyone in Hollywood kind of knows each other. Yeah. Maybe they just, like, hung out a few times. But I'm looking at pictures, and he's, like, being very touchy. He's, like, grabbing her. Yeah, yeah, he's, like, grabbing her. They're, like, kind of holding each other. Being really playful. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever it was, it was very short-lived. I don't know. So then they were doing promotional things for New Moon, and... There was, he brought this up a few times, this incident in Brazil promoting it where him and Kristen Stewart were forced to confine together in a hotel room because there were like 2,000 girls storming the hotel lobby. And he said, I read that he said that they called the Coast Guard. Oh my God. I know, because there are so many people. That's, that's a waste of resources. (laughs) I know. That is a waste waste of resources. Don't they have more important things to do? (laughs) Yeah, they definitely do. And, yeah, he said in an interview that I listened to that Brazil has the craziest fans. So if you're from Brazil, you have that honor of (laughs) being the craziest fans. Brazil does. We've said it before. Brazil loves everything. Yes, yeah, what is that? It's just something about Brazil. Like, people are just so passionate about their fandoms. <laughs> Whenever anyone posts a comment or uh, posts something online, the first comment is always like, Come to Brazil. Yeah, I know. Come to Brazil. <sighs> so true. <laughs> so, during all this New Moon stuff, actually, this is when. Taylor dated Taylor Swift. Taylor Squared. Iconic. Yes, this was huge. This was a big deal back then. People couldn't stop talking about how Taylor and Taylor were dating. And, oh my God, they have the same name. And, yeah, he was, I mean, he was really a big deal at the time. Like, he was one of the top mm-hmm. celebrities, you know? So it makes sense. He was only... Made sense. She was only like 17, right? Yeah. Do you know how old she would have been in 2009? Oh, she was born in 1989. So I guess she's like three years older than him. Yeah. What's interesting to me is this relationship was written about a lot. And she even wrote a song about him mm-hmm. back to December, which later he like confirmed was about him. But they only dated for six months. It was from July to December 2009. Which I mean, I guess it's kind of long, but for some reason it felt like a much longer relationship at the time well they are a couple that people think was fake or at least exaggerated for publicity because they broke up i think right before after the valentine's day premiere yes and they they were very public about their relationship like they both addressed it in their snl monologues yeah 
it's very weird. Yeah, so I, I was I didn't mention, but I was I meant to that he was also in the you know ensemble movie Valentine's Day. You know, it had like a ton of actors in it, and Taylor mm-hmm. Swift was in it too, and they were like romantic in the movie. Yeah, it does seem very odd to me. So in December two thousand nine, he hosted SNL, which is just crazy to me. I don't know why. It's like. I actually had to really double check this. I was like, wait, he hosted? Like, I remember the skits. I remembered the, you know, Team Edward, Team Jacob skit. But I was like, wait a sec. Taylor Lautner hosted SNL. He was one of the youngest hosts ever. Yeah, that's true. Isn't that just weird, though? I don't know why it's weird to me. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, I mean... Kristen now has, but she hadn't yet, and Rob still never has. And um, I wonder if he ever will, Rob. I don't know. Yeah, not to be mean or anything, but, like, Taylor hasn't really been in the spotlight anymore. And so it's just Mm -hmm. weird looking back. Like, what the heck? He hosted SNL. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, he was a big deal. Yeah. And, yeah, in his monologue... He brings up... It's, like, about Taylor Swift, basically. I I have a clip. I can put it in here. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Taylor Lautner! (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. It is... uh, It's great to be here hosting Saturday Night Live. You know, I, uh... I remember when SNL first started... I was negative 18 at the time. (laughs) And I said to the other babies in heaven, just you wait. One day, I'm gonna host that show. And they said, wow, you're gonna be a comedian? And I said, no, I'm gonna be a werewolf. (laughs) It's been a really big year for me. I was in a movie uh, called New Moon. I also took my shirt off a lot. Too much, in fact. (laughs) Even Matthew McConaughey told me to cool it. (laughs) You know, we got a problem. Now, before we start the show, there's a lot of rumors out there about uh, me being romantically linked to a certain country singer. And I wanted to take a moment to address that. Reba and I are just friends. With benefits, of course. (laughs) I've also become close with a singer named Taylor Swift. You know, I was actually at the VMAs the night she won the award for best video and Kanye West interrupted her speech. Uh, I was actually, I was up on stage with her when that happened. And as you can see, I really stood up for her. Go Taylor. I'm really happy for you. I'm gonna let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. I know. I mean, I guess I could have done a little more. He does a backflip. He brings out the karate. Which makes me think, like, that's his true... I don't know. I feel like that's his real calling. I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Well, it's such an... Yeah, I feel like he's done it in so many movies, too. Yeah. Was it in Cheer by the Dozen, too? 
think it might have been. He must have done he a backflip. <laughs> in like Grown Ups. I don't know what else. Probably one those action movies he's, he does. Mm-hmm. So him and Taylor's relationship. Yeah, was it real? Was it? Well, the thing about, I think Taylor Swift, I, I don't believe, it's hard for me to believe people would fake a relationship for publicity, but I actually don't believe a lot of Taylor Swift's relationships because they seem very calculated. Yeah. And all of the paparazzi pictures always seem too perfect and too posed. And then a lot of her songs reference those paparazzi pics and she'll leave hints yeah. about them. And it just seems very purposeful. Yeah. And it was like obvious to people that it was back to December because she's she mentions mentions his tan skin. Yeah. Yeah. Or she says the night you held me that September night, the first time you ever saw me cry or something. It's September night as in the night Kanye oh, interrupted her yeah. speech. <laughs> Did she really cry about that? I know. I, I Maybe. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> weird (laughs) also in 2009 you know he was voted one of people's 100 most beautiful people he was on top of not the top but he was like number two on a lot of those lists like hottest man Mm -hmm. best bod like in all these magazines and stuff i read that some people are upset about he was on the cover of rolling stone it was like a very sexy photo shoot but like he was only 17 at the time oh yeah couldn't you wait like a few more months yeah, I remember that. Is that when he has, like, the football? Yeah, I actually didn't realize he was 17. I posted that picture on the 4th of July. Oh, yeah. So, now I feel bad about that. You know what? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone else did it. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know. I didn't check the date. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't know. I guess in his free time, he was also known to make home movies with his friend and Shark Boy co-star, Shark Boy co-star Taylor Dooley. I don't know who that is, but sounds fun. Sounds cute. Um, yeah, that's basically all I know about Taylor Lautner before <laughs> clips. So take the floor, Mel. Yeah, so I'll take it away. So he did a clip. Mm-hmm. You guys have probably seen it. It's the third movie in the Twilight series. Yeah. He, you know, returned to his role as Jacob Black. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was interesting. In promoting Eclipse, he revealed that he was still living at home. He said on the Today Show um, that he was still living with his family. And I have a clip. GQ magazine in the interview, you talk about the fact that, and I think sometimes it's hard to remember that you're 18, right? 18? Yeah. yeah. You're 18. You still live at home. At home. You have chores to do. Of course. What chores do you have? I mean, when I'm home, you know, I I help out with the lawn, the garbage, dishes, everything. How long can you keep that up? I mean, how long can you maintain this idea of being a normal 18-year-old? As long as possible. It's very important to me. I I describe it as I live two lives. I do. I have this life where I do what I love to do, but I also have the same exact life as before, and literally nothing has changed. So when you get back from a month of promoting a movie, the family treats you the same as they did before you left? Maybe even harsher. (laughs) There's more garbage to take out and more lawns to cut. extra mowing to do. (laughs) Because it's warm out and the grass grows like crazy. Good luck with this. Thank you. In an interview with GQ, 
it's revealed that he's living in Valencia, California. Mm-hmm. And when he's asked if he would get his own place, the interview interviewer says that he innocently thinks about it as if he, it had never crossed his mind before. Really? Aww. And he's and then he said he just didn't see a point because he's so busy and traveling that he, you know, doesn't really he's not at home that much anyway. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, and then in the interview, I thought it was funny, he suggests to go to Olive Garden. <laughs> and he says to the guy, the writer, do you like this place? My father turned me on to it. <laughs> As if it's like a place that no one's ever been before. <laughs> oh my gosh, Taylor. <laughs> and he orders Toscana soup with the house salad. And actually, Toscana soup came with the Caesar salad, and so... Before the waiter even says anything, Taylor says, yeah, I know it's a dollar extra (laughs) to get the house salad instead. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you can just tell that that's his go-to order. He loves garden. (laughs) Very interesting because I always prefer the Caesar salad. Yeah, well, maybe he's trying to, like, be healthy or something. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's my guess. Keep those abs yeah, in line. But, uh, but yeah, Caesar definitely tastes better. And then the waiter tells him, go Jacob, uh, or go Team Jacob. And then within that interview time, he signs over a dozen autographs and takes a picture with everybody who asks. No way. Yeah, which I thought was pretty telling. Yeah. But if you're being interviewed, I feel like you can't say no to that because then that's going to be in the record. Yeah, that's so true. Midway through, he declined to sign an autograph. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Rob and Kristen would have. <laughs> yeah, I probably would have. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I just have here in every single interview that I watched, they asked him about his body. Um, and then he said in an interview during the Eclipse press, they asked, like, you know, do people look for ways for you to take your shirt off now? And he says, about Valentine's Day? Yeah. The script said we were walking into school and Willie, his character, takes off his shirt. I said, whoa, 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 come <laughs> out. He's going to take off his shirt in the middle of school? <laughs> no, no, no. The reason I took off my shirt for New Moon is because it's written in the book that way, and there's reasons behind it. That's crazy. Yeah, and then there's this, in a GQ article, um, the writer says, a note to future pop culture historians. This may have been the precise moment if you came okay to sell a young male's f- physique the same way Hollywood sells Megan Fox. Mm-hmm. And then I was kind of thinking that, like, I think Taylor Lautner is, he's not really a bad boy, but he was sort of put in the same box as Megan Fox was. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, like, the camera just pans to his he's body. He's just, like, a sex symbol. Yeah, there's not really... Don't really know much else about him. During this time, Taylor is the highest paid teen actor in the world. I know. Um, he made even more than, significantly more than Zac Efron and Shia LaBeouf did. Wow. Um, at his age. Um, he made $10 million per Twilight movie. I think that's just per New Moon and Eclipse. Mm-hmm. And then Breaking Dawn, him, Kristen, and Rob each signed on, signed on to receive $25 million. Oh my um, God. I think that's for. I think that's for both of the movies put together, and then 7.5% of the overall gross revenue. Wow. So they're still making a lot of money off of Twilight to this day. They must be so rich still. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Wow. I mean, they really never have to work again. Like, even no. just, you know, from people buying it on Amazon or, oh my God. you know, if it gets bought to stream or people just buying the DVDs, like any, mm-hmm. anything that goes with that, they make money off of. And then, so he was offered $7 million to be in this movie, Max Steel. It's a, uh action movie, I think. And he signed on to it and he actually had a meeting with the producer and sat down and told them, you know, he was destined for the role and that he really wanted it. But then he ended up dropping out of it due to scheduling conflicts and wanting to do a different movie called Stretch Armstrong, which is about a toy. Um, it would be an action movie. Hmm. The GQ article says, Lautner may be hot now, but most insiders see Pattinson as the stronger actor. And Lautner has irked at least one high-profile producer by dropping in and out of many projects in recent weeks. Mm. I've never heard of anything like this in my whole life, says Joe Roth, who headed the Fox studio in the 1980s and Disney during the 90s. Most recently, he was producer for Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. Roth says Lautner is attaching himself to too many projects, including one of Roth's, that don't have completed, completed scripts yet. He's insane to commit to anything until there's a piece of material that he wants to do, Roth says. By all accounts, the 18-year-old Lautner is an exceptionally affable and disciplined performer. Roth says he doesn't think the -the behind-the-scenes maneuvering has hurt him yet. He prefers to blame Lautner's representatives. I excuse him because he's a kid, Roth says. I think he's getting bad advice. Oh, man. So he told that to a different, I think, The Warp, I guess? Or no, The Daily Beast. And then the GQ writer mentioned that to Taylor and Taylor just responded by saying, Oh yeah, Roth is a really nice guy. Ran him, ran into him at the Lakers game the other day. Hmm. So he like, didn't really comment on that at all, but yeah, typical. I, th- I thought it was interesting. Like he was offered a lot of money for that one role and then turned it down. Yeah. And then the role that he turned it down for actually never ended up getting made. That sucked. Yeah. So that, I feel like that's a early, blip in his career that probably really hurt him especially when these behind the scenes people they know people and you know yeah he also pulled out of other movies called northern lights in cancun hmm. due to scheduling conflicts what's i mean that is flaky and like not great behavior but I also feel like I hear about actors all the time dropping out of movies and it's like not that big of a deal, you know? I feel like I'm always yeah. reading about movies like, oh, this person was originally going to play them and then they dropped out and then they got this person. Like, I feel like that always happens. So, like, why would that derail his career so much unless people were just like not really sure about him to begin with? I want to say it's probably because, like, the first movie after a big franchise is very important. Like, yeah, Taylor hadn't really proved himself yet, even though he made a lot of monies in the Twilight films. Like, it's, it's really interesting the fact that he was the most paid teen actor in the world because he had never been the leading role in a movie. Yeah, that's true. Unlike Zac Efron and Shia LaBeouf. So I think that that probably next film that he picked probably would have really decided a lot about the trajectory of where his course uh you know career would go Mm, i can see that not that i think what what was rob's first movie remember me that wasn't i feel like that wasn't a huge make or break movie no but also i feel like people liked that movie 
Whereas, yeah, we haven't mentioned it yet, but his first movie was Abduction, right? Yeah. Oh, wait, was that the first movie after the series, or was that in the middle of it? Well, I guess the first that one was that wasn't middle. Twilight. Yeah. Yeah, besides Valentine's Day. Yeah. His first leading role, yeah. Yeah, that was his first leading role, and before in interviews, Taylor had expressed that he wanted to emulate Tom Cruise's career. And then I, I wrote that the GQ interviewer uh, said... Lautner has the chance to be one of the one of those non-threatening boyish action heroes, the type that can cross ethnic lines and gender divides and bring people to the box office in droves. Hmm. So that's Mickey Rapkin who said that. However, not everyone was as clear as this path that this was the path that he should have taken. In the rap uh, in a 2010 article, Lautner, it's called uh, Lautner's the 7.5 million teen, but based on what? The writer wrote. If you're an actor that's looking to make the transition from boyish charm to mature adult, then the clearest answer is to get yourself in an action adventure where you're shooting guns or driving a plane, said Howard Suber, a film professor at UCLA and author of The Power of Film. But the right roles and the right attitude may not be enough, Suber says. A lot also depends on how an actor ages. For mm. every Leonardo DiCaprio or Johnny Depp who, success- who successfully navigates the rocky shoals of idledom to emerge as stars in their own right there are scores of jason Priestleys and c thomas howells who never mature into more adult roles i don't even know who they are (laughs) when the cute and baby fat wears off it's not clear that the audience will still be there super sad which i think is a little bit sad yeah it's sad i feel like the haters were kind of proved right with abduction which premiered August 23rd, 2011. Um, this received scathing reviews. It received only 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. And oh, no. All of the reviews were really mean. I'm just going to read two of them. Kyle Smith from the New York Post said that actual abduction may be preferable to the movie of the same name, but only for <laughs> kidnappers don't torture you by forcing you to watch it. Adding that Lautner has the acting chops of Burt from Sesame Street. Oh, my God. Kurt Osland from Slate Magazine said uh, that Taylor can't carry a movie any more than Abigail Preslin can carry a refrigerator. Oh my god. <laughs> so mean. Um, oh, okay. Actually, an Owen Gleiberman from Entertainment Weekly, he was a little bit more forgiving and said that Taylor's not a terrible actor, but if he wants a career after, the Twilight, after Twilight fades, he'll pick better films. Mm. I've never seen Abduction, but I have a feeling that, like, an actor can only be so good and, like, sometimes the writing just doesn't, yeah, can't help them. I'm kind of curious to watch it now. It did seem like an interesting story. It's about a kid who realizes that his parents aren't his real parents and he was abducted when he was young. Yeah. But that does sound like the face in the milk carton. But whatever. Oh, that's a book, right? Yeah. (laughs) But I think they had, like, a TV movie, too, but... Yeah, yeah, it is I interesting. Don't, I don't really understand why it needs to be a action movie. I feel like that could be a good drama. Yeah, that sounds more like a drama to me. Like, I don't know what the action would be. <laughs> Your parent just trying to kill you? I know, what? I was into the face on the milk carton. I, there's like four books in that, actually. I've never read it, but... Would it be weird for me to read it now? I don't know. Maybe I'll reread it. <laughs> it's very, like, I don't know. I think it was written in the 80s or something or 90s, but. Is it 
Is it a kid's book? I think it's supposed to be for teens, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Abduction only made $28 million domestically, which actually sounds like a lot. Mm-hmm. But I guess it was a big flop, and it was number four at the box office. No, that's not and a lot. Con- yeah, considering that Taylor had received $5 million for the role, studios didn't think that he merited the wages that he asked for anymore yeah and consider that wasn't twilight's budget like 30 something million and that was considered like really low oh yeah that's so true crazy so it's weird because i feel like i don't really know how much rob's movies made but i feel like a lot of people who were into rob would just i mean we did we'd just go to see him in the theater no matter what but yeah. it seems like the the jacob fans weren't as dedicated yeah maybe. Like, why didn't they go out there and support him? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, why didn't they? God, I mean, if we weren't really, I like, I liked Taylor Lautner, but I wasn't like a Jacob fan, so like I didn't really pay attention. But yeah, if any of you guys claim to be Team Jacob <laughs> and you didn't go see this movie, I'm sorry. Some of that responsibility yeah. lies on you. <laughs> you better put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> oh i feel bad for taylor right now like first of all he's like the third wheel in the whole twilight series he tries to break out and do his thing and it just doesn't work and people are so mean in the reviews yeah it's like i don't think that he even had a chance really Mm. like no one was taking him seriously this is turning into a tragedy (laughs) i know and then he was also rumored to be dating his co-star lily collins oh Um, yeah but some also believe that this was just for publicity because they um, broke up uh, right before the movie premiered. My gosh. And I apparently I have a clip, Taylor talking about Lily. Lily, it, the relationship in this movie is really quite wonderful. So now everybody's talking about that fact that you're dating. Is it, is it because you became friends first working on a film? I mean, we, we are. We're, we're good friends. Um, I mean, she's, she's very talented and we had a, a fantastic time making the movie. That's Taylor's version. But director John Singleton gave me the real school. Things heated up on the set. I was watching it from afar, but I was I was so far into the movie that it just took me by surprise. I really didn't I really wasn't aware of all of that until we did the love scene and then they came up to me and said, We're really gonna show you what we can do. And I was like, Huh, what's this about? <laughs> We're gonna surprise you and I said, Hey, hold on guys, you know, this is PG thirteen. I said they said, Now watch this, watch what this watch what we're gonna do now. Like it was funny. Lily was, like, so wry about it. She was like, you know, and Taylor was like, okay. Like, you know, they were just, they were really going for it with this movie. Interesting. Yeah, so actually <laughs> it's the director talking about how they're, the two of them were dating. It was, like, kind of creepy. Weird. Yeah. So then it's October 2011. This is really not that interesting, but Taylor appeared on GQ Australia. Mm-hmm. And the interviewer mentioned how Lautner recently had dinner with two gay men, director Gus Van Sant um, and milk director or milk writer Dustin Lance Black. Mm-hmm. And the writer actually asked, oh, did they hit on you? And Taylor responded pretty politely and just said, it's not a coincidence that there was a writer, a director and an actor at dinner. Yeah, what the heck? No, definitely not. He said, no, definitely not. I think they know I'm straight, but they're great guys. They're a lot of fun. And that interview got a interviewer got a lot of heat for basically saying that you know like talking about gay guys as if they're 
you know, predatory. Yeah. And, um, you know, also in the same way, I think like objectifying Taylor, he said, we've seen some of the comments floating around regarding our recent interview with Taylor Lautner and apologize if anyone was offended by anything in the article. It certainly wasn't our intention to pay anyone in the story as a sexual predator. The point we were actually trying to push was that Taylor is irresistible to virtually anyone, hmm. regardless of sexuality or gender. <laughs> Hence the film crew cheering at the shirtless scenes while shooting Twilight and Mark Wahlberg deeming him better looking than Leonardo DiCaprio. It's just like the weirdest apology I've ever heard. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> it's also, like, that's not true. Oh, we're, like, yeah. Not everyone is attracted. Like, just because someone is like a sex symbol right now doesn't mean like literally everyone's going to be attracted to them. Yeah, it's like weird. It's like saying like, oh, we weren't insulting <laughs> them. We were complimenting Taylor. <laughs> It's just really important. Yeah, that's that's just creepy. Yeah, but I feel like Taylor handled it well. Yeah, Taylor's very um good at, you know, keeping up a happy face and, like, being charismatic. Much better mm-hmm. than Rob and Kristen, actually. Oh, yeah. I feel like Rob will never be visibly upset in an interview or anything, but Kristen definitely takes no shit shit from anyone. But Rob, like, makes it clear. Like, he'll be sarcastic, but you can tell what he's, like, trying to say, kind of. Whereas Taylor, would, he's not even being sarcastic or anything. He's just, like... Taylor wants to please everyone, but he's not going to also surrender his values to do that. Like, yeah. he's not, like, a follower, but he's just very nice and poison. Yeah. Just a good person. Um, he's also the best public speaker of all three of them. Definitely. Like, when you watch interviews or, like, when they would go to award shows, he just, like, seemed the most confident and comfortable. Yeah. So true. I was watching one with him and just him and Kristen. And, I mean, you know, we love Case too, but it's just very different. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, completely. You could tell, like, I feel like a lot of times when the three of them had to accept an award, they, like, gave Taylor that responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, here you go. I have a clip Mm -hmm. of Taylor talking about Twilight ending. I was talking to Rob, and I was talking about sort of the, the nostalgia that comes when things actually end. And he insisted that he didn't get emotional when he finished shooting, but he said you and Kristen did. Does that sound right? That does sound about right. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, don't, I just don't know how, how it doesn't um, when it means so much to you. It, it really, this franchise has meant the world to me, and it's, it's given all of us so many opportunities, and it, uh, it, it was definitely a bummer when it ended. After listening to this interview, I was like, was Rob really not emotional? But so then I looked up the same interview with Rob and he was just sarcastic about it. And I know that like everyone's going to say like, oh, Rob hates Twilight. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But he said that he wasn't that emotional because they kept bringing them back for reshoots. And (laughs) he didn't really feel like it was over because he had to promote it and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's totally different context. Yeah. But they made it seem like he like was happy that it ended. I don't think that's true. Yeah, and he said, like, oh, well, my, my last day, it was, like, horrible weather, and, like, everyone just, like, left without saying goodbye. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I feel like people always just take what Rob says and spins it to the narrative they want it to be. Yeah. But it was, I thought it was cute. Taylor said that him and Kristen were very emotional. Mm. 
and you could tell he, Taylor really didn't want Twilight to end in interviewers. He said in interviews he said he, you know, was kind of dreading it, and um, he re- was really grateful for the experience. In 2013, he was in Grown Ups. Oh and yeah, he played a frat boy Andy, <laughs> and the cast all said nice things about him. They said that they were nervous and didn't know. Um, what he would be like since he was just kind of the good-looking guy from Twilight and that they yeah. thought he would really have an attitude or be a diva, but that he was really nice and that he always showed up on time and did whatever they asked for and was, like, always willing to collaborate and improvise. And they just said that he was, like, the nicest guy. Mm. Um, and then in 2015, he was in a movie called Tracers, which is another action movie, but this actually went straight to TV. Dang. And though it was reviewed slightly better than Abduction, at 15%, it really, you know, was not a hit at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess he also dated his co-star, Marie Avagaropoulos, from 2013 to 2015. But again, they broke up shortly before the movie premiere. What the heck? <laughs> so it's kind of weird that that's a pat- pattern. Yeah. I also never heard of this girl, so I looked her up. I guess she's... A uh, CW actor on a show called The One Hundred. Oh, um, Caitlin loves that show. I My I knew that Caitlin probably <laughs> watched it before she dated. Actually, she was charged with domestic violence against her previous boyfriend. What for striking? Yeah, for striking him in the head, <laughs> neck, and arm in a car on the freeway. Oh my the god! The charges. Yeah. So this bitch is crazy, Taylor. <laughs> It's crazy because okay? he's such a nice guy, it seems. I couldn't picture him dating someone so horrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to ask my sister what she thinks of this actress. But Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, she didn't, she didn't beat Taylor as far as we know, but her ex-boyfriend. Yeah. So then in 2015 as well, he was in The Ridiculous Six. Oh, yeah. Which I actually have seen this movie. My college friends watched it, I think, my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. One night when we were under the influence of each other's company. <laughs> and it was, it reviewed at 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, my God. It's another Adam Sandler movie, and it's a horrible movie. I remember being, like, really freaked out by it. Taylor's kind of funny in it, I will say. Not, like... Ha ha funny, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, to quote Trey in Sex and the City. Oh, yeah. But um, I thought it was Trey. interesting. There was controversy surrounding the portrayal of the Apache culture. Oh. Um, and it was reported that dozens of Native actors walked out, but in actuality, it was only four Native actors out of the 150 people um, who left the set because they thought that it was taking satire too far but mm-hmm. netflix released a statement saying that the film was satirical and it's meant to be ridiculous hence it's called ridiculous six which i don't really remember the movie but it, yeah it's just ridiculous all around so i feel like it's really <laughs> you can't even begin to get offended by it because it's just a horrible movie as it is <laughs> oh but, my god uh, I, thought it, I thought that was kind of ironic because taylor plays a native american in twilight so yeah i was just thinking that um, but his character is uh, white in that movie. He's like a, a hillbilly. <laughs> I remember seeing 
pictures of it and stuff, but I never saw the movie. So bad. Don't even. <laughs> okay. Taylor needs to do, like, Taylor, I think, needs to do a, just a great indie movie, you know? He just needs yeah. to be in something like, I don't know, that movie Like Crazy, that romance movie, something like that, or like Perks Being a Wallflower, just something something likable and good and... <laughs> Well, that brings me to, in 2016, he did, I don't know if it's an indie movie, I think it is, he did a drama called Run the Tide. Hmm. It was a small film, um, and it's about an older brother who takes care of his younger brother while their mom is in prison, Hmm. and a drug addict. Um, It seemed a lot more serious and grown up, or at least an attempt to, you know, do something a little bit more... Yeah, adult in his career. Yeah. Um, but it received 9% on Rotten No! I... <laughs> <laughs> it was just another flop. There's so many trends to this story. <laughs> I, I know. It's, like, sad. Like, his, I think his highest-rated movie might be Eclipse. Yeah, probably. Or let me see, what did Shark Boy love a girl? <laughs> I doubt that's higher. Nineteen <laughs> percent. I don't. I bet your brother doesn't too has pretty bad ratings too. So, uh, I'm looking that up right now. <laughs> she provided doesn't. Too. I mean, if it has two in the title, it's probably not that good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Except for, like, Toy Story 2. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm wrong about this. Um, Well, my computer's being really slow, so I'll get back to that later. Okay. So then, from 2014, I think this was kind of a big break. From 2014 to 2018, he replaced Andy Samberg's character on the BBC comedy Cuckoo, and he was the protagonist of the show. Um, What? I did not know that. Actually. Yeah, he, um, it's a British comedy, so... What? I don't think it was very popular over here, but Andy Samberg actually won a an Emmy, I think, for this show, or a Golden Globe, so it was a pretty successful show, and it was kind of a big deal that he was the main character. Wow, um, I didn't then know that. After three, yeah, after three seasons, he was replaced by an actor named Andy something. I don't, I don't know her name off the top of my head. Um, but it's like one of those shows where they keep replacing the main character after a couple seasons or so but actually it looks like a good show i'll have to look Uh, it up yeah so like that was pretty successful him oh yeah two by the dozen six percent (laughs) so why yeah i can't catch a break i know in 2015 i think after he left Actually, no, during his time on Cuckoo, he also starred in Scream, Ke- Scream Queens, which was an ensemble cast. Um, he only was in season two. I think his character died. Um, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. And he dated his co-star, Billy Lord, for eight months, including during the period when her mom, Carrie Fisher, and Debbie Reynolds, her grandmother, had passed away. And so I have a clip of, actually, Billy Lord's uncle, mm-hmm. Todd Fisher, Carrie Fisher's brother talking about Taylor and how he um well here's the clip Taylor of course it seems like he has been a, a wonderful source of support over the last few months what do you what do you make of their relationship well 
you know, as any as any uncle, you know, you're suspicious of the guy hanging around your niece. You know, she's cute and all that, and you know, she's had other boyfriends, good good boyfriends. But you know, I'm I'm gonna certainly give that guy the extra look over. I don't give a shit what his background is. I'm, he's getting my extra look. But the truth of the matter is, the guy's he's pretty spectacular. He's a he's a really deep person, and he has supported her. Uh, amazing. He's stepped up uh, and acted like, you know, a husband would act. I mean, not that that's what's going on, but it's just an amazing support system for her. And uh, I'm glad he's in her life. And I, that's not easy for me to say, you know, if you think about it. Clearly, this was a very serious relationship. Yeah. And they posted a lot of pictures together online. And I watched some interviews with them and they seem really cute. Uh, mm. But then they broke up after eight months of dating in May 2017. Hmm. And I guess it was reported that she just wanted to focus on her career. Hmm. But then presently, Taylor has been dating another Taylor. Wow. <laughs> a girl named Taylor Dome. She's a nursing student from California, from Los Angeles. And I think, I don't really know how they met, but I want to say that she's friends with his little sister. Wow. Because they're all really close. Um, they're always hanging out and they like on Instagram, they refer to each other as like best friends. And she must be around 21 because his sister's 21. How old is he? Um, oh, he's 27. Could have done the math. <laughs> yeah. And his sister actually lives in Nashville. So I'm not sure. I, I really don't know how he met her because she's just a normal person. Yeah. She's a college student. Um, That's so cool. For nursing. Yeah, I love that. I love it too. Can you imagine? You're just like a normal person and you're dating Taylor Lautner. I know. Like, she must be like, shit, this is amazing. Like, she's probably never <laughs> going to break up with him. That gives me hope for my crushes. Celeb crushes. Yeah. I feel like that's what he needs. Like, he's such a nice guy that, like, everyone in Hollywood is just trying to get ahead. And, yeah. You know, like, I, I wouldn't doubt it if he has had these relationships that were encouraged yeah publicity stunts and so it's like kind of refreshing that he's dating just a regular person with no ulterior motives i think that is sounds sweet sounds real yeah and they seem really in love they post pictures of each other all the time they seem really big into country music really um it's fine if you like it (laughs) oh and they go to they go to this country music festival, Stagecoach, which actually he also went with Billy Lord, and he posted a picture. I don't know if it's Stagecoach, but he uh, has posted pictures with Stella Maxwell, so he's still very close with Kristen. Wow. Yeah, it seems like him and Kristen are friends, or at least... Yeah. Yeah, they must be still, but yeah, definitely... During our Robson episode, it seemed like it came up that they would hang out and stuff, so. Yeah. yeah. And it seems like he is in with Kristen's posse. Really? Besides Stella? Yeah, he's like a CJ. Oh, yeah. hands. He posts pictures with Taylor a lot. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, Kristen's friends with this guy, CJ. <laughs> yeah. Mel and I Who pay a lot of attention to his Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Well, he posts pictures with Kristen all the time. He's yeah. He's like her best friend. It's crazy. Yeah. Also, Taylor's girlfriend, she's a nursing student, but it looks like she's also trying to become a YouTuber a little bit. She has a YouTube channel. 
Mm. So I watched like all of her videos in preparation for this. <laughs> um, it was cute. They actually had a vlog where um, the three of them, like Taylor and his sister, went to Chicago for 24 hours and like they vlogged it. And that was interesting that they all shared a hotel room, which is what normal people do. But you would think that like, yeah, Taylor could afford to like put his sister in a different room. But no, they just shared a <laughs> two bed hotel room and cute they went to a pizza restaurant and taylor took pictures with fans and they just seem really grounded taylor seems like one of those people who's like really close with his siblings too yeah or just his sibling yeah i saw that he posted so many pictures that his sister got engaged yeah Yeah. so many and it was so normal you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it looked like someone from my hometown or something i don't know (laughs) yeah they seem like very just normal people and you know i don't know if it's really taylor doesn't if taylor's just not landing roles or if he just doesn't really want to be wrapped up in the hollywood life anymore yeah so i always kind of like dislike it when people say oh they you know what are they doing now or like oh they're not famous anymore yeah yeah oh yeah i i saw in preparation for this a lot of youtube videos it's like why hollywood won't cast taylor lautner yeah and i feel like if taylor wanted to he could probably still do a lot of like indie films yeah like he obviously could still get cast it's not like his representation dropped him or anything yeah um he could do whatever he wanted he could be like not whatever he wanted, but he could even have, like, a talk show or something. Like, I don't know, but it seems like he's just living his life. I know. And it seems like he still likes to act, but what if he just, I don't know, people change careers all the time. What if he just didn't want to do that anymore or just mm-hmm. needed a break? Because it sounds, it's, showbiz sounds really tough. Like, people um, can be really harsh to you and, yeah. I don't know. I feel like yeah. there's nothing wrong with someone being, like, super famous at one point and then not so much later. Like, that's not shameful or, like, bad. It's just that's how life is, you know? Yeah. It's interesting because I always thought that Taylor, he was a lot more mainstream than Rob and Kristen and that none of them were really... Or that, that Kristen and Rob weren't really prepared for fame, but Taylor was more equipped for it. Yeah. But... I actually think that all of them are pretty uncomfortable with the limelight and Taylor especially is very grounded and like he's not one to sell himself mm-hmm. um or to uh like have a scandal or be a diva. He's just a really genuine person and I feel like that almost sadly doesn't really belong in show business. I also think that we don't really know like why his career hasn't been as successful but i do as i mentioned i think that it was just mishandled by the people uh managing it and Mm -hmm. they really were just trying to mark it off of his body and you know no matter what no matter how good of a body has that doesn't last forever and it's not captivating enough like it's just completely superficial and so people don't even know him and like people never asked him deep questions like you didn't get to know his personality at all (laughs) yeah he really kind of never had a chance to become the 
I don't know. People took Rob and Kristen way more seriously. Yeah, definitely. That's pretty much all I have. Yeah, he's still kind of an enigma. <laughs> but, I don't know. Not in a mysterious way. He just seems normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he posts a lot. Oh, he did a lot of um, fan art Fridays for a while on oh, his yeah. Instagram. Oh, yeah, that's so cute. It's so sweet. He would, I would always just, like, post pictures that people drew of, like, Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And he's very proud to be a part of the series, which I really appreciate. Yeah. He seems proud of, like, everything he's done. Yeah. I mean, even, like, with Grown Up, he was, like, so honored to be a part of the cast and like mm-hmm. work with Adam Sandler yeah. and uh, Kevin James and David Spade and mm-hmm. uh, Chris Rock. I remember the guy that played Cato, the bad guy in Hunger Games, was in that too. <laughs> oh, really? Was oh also Milo Venta? What's his name? From Hannah Montana. Ventarama. No, Milo from um. Oh. This is us and Gilmore Girls. Oh, I don't know. I can never pronounce his last name. It's like Venta. Uh, I have no Venta idea. Migula. Yeah, he's he's really cute. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Like I don't know. I feel like it's just hard to find much on him. I know, but, but yeah, if, basically. What were you gonna say? In conclusion, in conclusion, Taylor. It seems like a really nice guy, and I think that he was done a disservice by not just the press, but by the Twilight producers. If any of you guys know things about Taylor that we don't know, or maybe you met him, or maybe you know him, let us know, because we want to know. Oh, if you know him, just tell him about this podcast, and yeah. I actually emailed his, I emailed his assistant the other day, so let's see what happens and dude we will ask taylor deep questions yeah i don't care about him being shirtless yeah i don't care about his workout routine you know i want to know who taylor is as a person and yeah i don't know how he felt about all that objectification i know i want to know I want to know how he feels about karate. Like, does he miss it? Like, was it hard for him to choose between those two things? Does he ever think about opening a karate school? I don't know. (laughs) That would be really cool. What about, like, what if he wrote, like, a karate movie or something? Yeah. That would be cool. You know, what does he think about late at night? What stresses him out? What does he worry about? (laughs) Yeah. What are his favorite songs to, like, just cry to (laughs) this this probably yeah what's his good cry song (laughs) i know he said before that his favorite movie is the notebook and oh yeah theater yeah his celebrity crush is jessica alba (laughs) pretty basic (laughs) yeah see that's a dumb question that's just like a dumb question you know like it's not like getting into the oh celebrity crush yeah Okay, but I've always wanted to be a little bit famous and someone asked me that question so that I can answer it and then my celeb crush will know. (laughs) Would you say Robert Pattinson? Yeah, maybe I would. Maybe I would. I'm scared of Rob, though. I'm kind of intimidated. Oh, gosh. 
Me too. Like, I almost feel like I love Rob so much. And I think that Rob is really humble. But a part of me also thinks that, like, he's one of those people that, like, this is purely me speculating. Yeah. But if you're friends with him, you're, like, lucky to have him in your life for a time. Yeah. And then just slowly <laughs> you feel him, like, through yeah. no fault of his own. Just going off and doing better things That's and you're so just grateful true. for that time you had with him, you know? Yeah. It's like every time you see him could be the last because he's just like... Yeah, like... He's a nice guy, but he's so mysterious. He might just, like, vanish. Yeah, and he's not even purposely trying to leave you. He's just... Everybody loves him and... Yeah. He's just going off and doing other things and you're happy for him, but you miss him. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> whereas i feel like taylor is like a true homie like forever he's a ride or die yeah 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 he definitely is you know and i think kristen could you could maybe say the same thing about kristen what she's a ride or die yeah i just feel like yeah i think she's a little bit more uh i don't, I don't know. know she sticks around more she seems hard to grasp to me in a way no. Yeah, she is. I have no idea what kind of person she is. <laughs> She's an enigma. Yeah. I, I feel like I can confidently say that Taylor seems like a really nice person. Yeah, he does. But you also never know. You know, he could be a huge dick. That's true. <laughs> we don't really know. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Someone that seems like so nice. And even if you've met them like several times and you find out you're like, mm -hmm. what? Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Everyone's everyone makes mistakes, whatever. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. 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 Taylor, we forgive you. What did he do wrong? <laughs> For these mistakes you might have made <laughs> that we can't name. Oh yeah. Uh I feel like he Yeah, dropping out of that movie, we don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a kid. He was just a kid. Um, I know. I bet someone else was like, you know, like this mo this other movie is gonna be way better. And then he was like, oh okay, yeah. And then he got screwed. Yeah, and also when you're that age too, you're not just making money for yourself. There's people behind you that have their own selfish yeah motivation. So they you have the weight of a whole team of people on your hands, and you basically have to support them That's with so whatever true. it is you do. That's stressful. I wonder if, like, when you're that age, if you provide for your family with your wealth. I wonder. Yeah. I just feel like there's so much pressure being a famous person. Like, the fact that you are mm -hmm. supporting a whole team of people, like, their salaries and stuff. And, you know, when people are... I, I hate when this happens myself, but when someone, like, quote, sells out or whatever, like, yeah, it seems sucky, but it's, like, there's a lot of pressure to support all these people, and I can see wanting to, like, walk away from it a little bit or just, um, yeah, or it just being hard to navigate in general. Yeah, I agree, and then people have things to say about you. Yeah. Uh, and... They just, like, don't care at all about that you're a real person. Mm -hmm. Not to mention Rob, but do you think that they keep in touch at all? I feel like no. <laughs> I feel like no as well, yeah. If I had to guess. They're just two totally different types of guys, you know? Yeah. I feel like they probably got along pretty well when they yeah. were in the movies together. I bet but, they like, did. But, like, there was no reason for them to keep in touch after. Yeah.
But I feel like him and Kristen are pretty different. So it's like interesting that they're still so close. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they do. Yeah, maybe they text. <laughs> they text. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They probably say, they probably wish each other happy birthday. Yeah, I hope so. Man, yeah. if I could be a fly on the wall, oh, that'd be cool. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like at this point, because we have a Twilight podcast, we could. The sad thing is, we could never like be genuine friends with them. No, no, they would no. think of us as like they would think of us as you know fans. We would have to like end the podcast, obviously. <gasps> no, but yeah, like how could no. we talk about our friend? <laughs> yeah. Also, I just feel like it would be hard to like. If we just met them to hide the fact that we were like obsessed with, <laughs> yeah. with them. Yeah. You know? I like, know. We'd just be like, oh, that's so weird. I never even watched Twilight. I know. We couldn't. <laughs> yeah. That would be just not genuine. Yeah. So we basically have no chance. <laughs> yeah. It's sad. Oh. I would love to meet all of them, though. I would really love to interview Kristen. I feel like I have so many questions. Me too. That I could ask her. Now I feel really intrigued about this hypothetical Taylor Lautner interview. Like, I want to get to the core of who this person is. Yeah. No, me too. And then, and like, everyone will be like, wow. This is a really cool interview. <laughs> if we did land an interview, do you think that we would go travel to see him? Or just, like, do a Skype? Maybe. We, we don't make any okay. money off of this, and we just, like, travel to L.A. <laughs> I know. Spend like hundreds of dollars. (laughs) But I think our podcast would really take off if we like got the like big interview with Taylor Lautner. Hopefully. Really revealed, you know, his true self. Yeah. Taylor, we love you. Yeah. Please come on the show if you're listening. Please don't hate us for any comments we may have made or hinted at throughout this show. Yeah. (laughs) I guess that's, that's Taylor. Hmm? Yeah, it's Taylor. Well, I feel like this I'm, was a fun episode. I'm not used to like having an episode that's not three hours long. <laughs> I know it's still longer than I thought it would. Yeah, be, though. I mean, our show yeah. used to be like forty-five minutes in the beginning. I, yeah, I know. There's just so much to say. You would think that as it progresses, we'd be like, okay, we have less to say, but <laughs> yeah, like we've covered that before. <laughs> no, just keeps going. <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining us yeah thank you we hope that you enjoyed it and please share any yes share any insights you have into taylor lautner what you think of him um have you met him (laughs) uh do you have a poster of him did you ever kiss the poster oh that's me objectifying him there i go do you have a question for him oh yeah well what would you ask him? Yeah, it just in case he we did. ever do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe DM him and tell him to come on our show. Yeah, help us out. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, thanks, guys. We love you. You're the best. Have a great week and see you next time. See you soon. See you in two weeks. Maybe even Bye. less. If you listen to this late. Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
Okay, I'm gonna stop right. the recording. You can contact us at anotherbiteoftwilight at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at anotherbiteoftwilight. The music is by Traces. See you next time.